Well, welcome to Wanderings. We have with us today Barbie and Gary Hahn. And welcome to all who are listening. It's going to be a special time because we are celebrating two birthdays. Of course, this is the day of our nation's birthday and also the birthday of Barbie Hahn. So uh, let's hear it for Barbie. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Barbie. Happy birthday to you. Barbie, we wish you a most happy day today. And I think you've already heard from some of your family. So they're thinking about you. And uh, just have a wonderful celebration all day, all month. Whatever is planned. <laughs> so, you. when you were younger, what did you think about all the fireworks? Well, we lived um, on the edge of a small town, and I only my only playmates were my brother and sister. And my parents told me the fireworks were for me, <laughs> and um, and not until I went to first grade and children began to you know have their birthdays. And with a summer birthday, you never got to bring cupcakes. Oh, and so I. At about six and seven, I found out they were not for me. It was a big come down. <laughs> oh, well, well, did you tell your girls that that the birth that no that your birthday was celebrated on Fourth of July with fireworks? I, we've told that story over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> well, familiar with that. Yeah, thanks. Well, where where were you born and where did you grow up? Well, uh, um, I was born in Albany, Illinois, next to Salem, Illinois, where I grew up. But we didn't have a hospital. And so we went. Th my mother went 35 miles away to, to have me and didn't come home in, about, what, two weeks? And came home in an ambulance, as they did in those days. Oh. Yeah. Did she stay overnight someplace, or did you have to make that 35 miles? No, I mean, she stayed in the hospital with me for two weeks, and then we went home in the, in the ambulance oh. to Salem. What a trip that was, a happy time. Today they're in and out in less than 24 hours. Yes. Yes. And Gary, where were you born? I was born in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, very proud Tulsan, um, where my family lived and lived until they passed on and where I lived until uh, I entered the Air Force. And Sandy, I know you've been really curious about how they met. How did they yes, get together? Because I loved, I loved to read the biographies in the library. And in, in the different histories, and especially how people met their love affairs. I'm a romantic. So will you tell us how you two met? Yes, we met. Um, <coughs> it so happened that um, I was a drummer in the marching band in high school. <coughs> so when I went to the University of Tulsa, I was uh, offered a chance to go into the band, the music program there. And a year later, after I showed up, Barbie came in with her clarinet in hand. And uh, that's how we met. And that's, uh, 
you know, still a big part of our lives is music. But it started on the field. <laughs> what, do you mean, what do you mean well, it started on the field? What were you, what were you doing, Barbie? <laughs> well, I was the featured twirler for the university and called the Golden Girl. The Majorette. Yes, and, and as we've talked about, Gary was back with the drummers, and he had the opportunity to pick up the pace or slow down the pace and check out <laughs> check out what was going on. The view of you. His rhythm got off. And we saw you. Yeah, we were just good friends for a year, and we both were sort of promised to somebody else, you know, each of us. But it started with a wonderful. Um, French well, and, and Gary helped you in a way with your baton twirling. Yeah. What did he do? Well, I twirled <laughs> two fire batons, and they had to, at the end, um, if they were still flaring, they had to be put in a canister. And oh, so okay. he would stand with it close to me and batting his eyes. And um, I, I guess if he could get through that, then it probably was going to maybe grow into a, something more than friendship. Like how Were many you nervous, years? Like Gary? 64 or something? 64, yes. 64, congratulations. Did you get nervous when you had to handle that? A little bit, her? because Bobby, just, she didn't know she'd twirl her baton, these fire batons. Well, she both kinds, but fire baton was always a special thing. She'd throw them up in the air and kind of in my face, and I kept thinking, She's oh, smart. She's uh, smart. What <laughs> What does this mean? And uh, But I finally learned to grab them, put them in the can, and put the lids on, and that was it. <laughs> Well, it was really basic, basically music that brought you together. Absolutely. And Absolutely. how did you carry that out then through these college years and uh, after? Well, um, I taught some before I left university. And then, um, of course, we moved <laughs> every mm -hmm. two and three years. And I would teach where I could, um, had private students. And I played in a small chamber group with um, some others. And... Um, Today I don't have the lip. It takes you yeah. got to work hard to keep your lip sure. uh, toughened up. And so right. people say, "Do you still play?" I would love to. And we've always been um, ticket holders to Symphony wherever we lived. And here in Denver, we've been to this um, thirty years to the CSL. And I said it's the wonderful place to have a date because you sit in the dark and you can hold hands and <laughs> smell each other's perfume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you it's have to concentrate on the music, up. though. Oh yes, yes. That too. Well, I'd like to point out that you held the first chair in the clarinet section for four years in your college band, was orchestra or band. Yes, both, both the band and the orchestra, and that was that is what got me my scholarship, my full tuition scholarship, or I probably would not have been able to go to oh, school so very thankful wonderful. for that and Gary you earned friends. a little extra money through your music uh, during college to help you through how yeah. did you do that yes well <clears throat> I learned besides just being able to play a snare drum over time and in fact I got a chance to play in in uh, high school a drum set so like the big people do <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we played at uh, Will Rogers High School where I went the first high school um, in the United States to put on the, the play Oklahoma. Mm. So I played in the band that Dance sat band. down, you know, in the front of the stage. That was a big deal. And then I just learned and kept on, got into dance bands that I played for myself and carried that on uh, for years, actually. And uh, so it was always a great connection. Barbie would sometimes, she was the... Uh, With a singer? 
What? The singer? No, no. no heavens, no. no, no. But she would come and be with, when I was playing dance groups, and she would come and be the the widows, the band, band widows, like <coughs> widows that oh, would sit I out see. while their <laughs> husbands were usually husbands at that time. No and batons with flares. No, <coughs> but you know those little dance jobs he had paid our rent for our first apartment oh, was he, he could great. make 25 dollars on a weekend and he played two weekends for 50 bucks and you know what a wonderful way to do to, <laughs> you, you didn't have to wait tables or do those, right, but no. to play music and have fun yeah. yeah i'm sure it was a job too but it just was to prepare but uh that's a wonderful way to have your yeah great experiences finances implemented it is well gary tell us about um your decision to go into the ROTC, when, when did you decide that? I decided that when I started uh, at the University of Tulsa, uh, kind of nefarious reasons. I knew that if I took ROTC for two years, I wouldn't have to take gym class. So I did that. And then if I went on for another two years, then I had to actually go into active duty for three years. Uh, so I did that. And by then, Bobby and I were married, and so she went along with me. And three years uh, turned into 30-plus years in the Air Force. That was a mighty powerful decision you made way back when. Yeah, I didn't realize it at the time, right. but it was, and it was a, a very uh, great decision looking back. How old were you at that time when you made that decision? Oh, I was 22. 22, I suppose, yeah. Well, no, it had to be after Before. the second year in college. Mm -hmm. He Before. signed so, the form so yeah, he would yeah. go in. So, so well, many people don't know what they want to do. What? Mm -hmm. So many people don't know what they want to oh, do. Oh, that's right. You and, know, they and this wander around. And I always wonder. thought I would go back to Tulsa and uh, really go to work for Mary Lynch. But your lives. <laughs> yeah. You came I, in, Barbie, with a list of uh, addresses. Which was quite impressive, but it has a history to it. So I tell us what you have. I don't know if you have. call it impressive. Well, the <laughs> number is impressive, yeah, and, and um, the locations are also. Yeah. And, you know, after I typed this up some time ago, we had 25 addresses in 32 years. Now, that didn't mean we moved away. Like, if we'd get to a base and there wasn't base housing, we'd rent a house, and then in a year, our name would come to the top of the list, and we could move on base. So, um, yeah, our poor children, <laughs> 32 address, I mean, um, mm. 25 addresses, and Holly Creek was number 26. <laughs> oh, well, it's nice been hard be on the children. It must be terribly hard to be a military family, all the moves and the marriages and the breakups, and it's a but hard life. But you know, life. that was their normal. Mm -hmm. They didn't know anything different and uh, differently. And we had one who thrived more than the other, but mm -hmm. they both, they each speak a second language. Uh, oh, good for them. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. And so I think they, they're they thankful for the lives they had. Did they ever run into a friend from the previous base or from, that you could, that would kind yes, of be exciting. Yes, yes, yes. That was um, possible. Uh, and, and the same with us. And I think... Again, that's their normal. They would go to a new school, um, and there'd be some, you know, in at, at the base because they went to schools on the, on base, the base several mm -hmm. times. Yeah. And did they, did they know all the kids when they moved? I mean, did they go into 
with other children every two or three years? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I just what it happened several times, but yeah. Well, Gary, list for us where all you were. Well, uh, it's quite a few places, so I'll just make it quickly. We started off when I we left Tulsa, and I went to this base that's no longer in existence at Richards Gebauer Air Base, Kansas City, in Kansas City, and then I went from there to Maxwell Air Force Base, uh, Alabama. And I did that a couple of times. Then I was assigned to Clark Air Base. Barbie and I were in the Philippines, which turned out to be an exciting and interesting experience for us to leave our own nation for the first time. Came back uh, and went uh, to Ramstein Air Base in Germany. I then went to the Pentagon and... Um, Kirkland, and then went to Kirkland Air Force Base in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then off at Air Base in Nebraska, Omaha, uh, back to Ramstein, Germany, then back to the Pentagon, and uh, Norton Air Force uh, Base here uh, in San Bernardino, California. Final assignment, we came here to Lowry, what was then the uh, Accounting and Finance Center. And by then, I had been promoted and had a challenging job there of converting our systems. Anyway, that's the different places we were. You started out with working with finances, and then you ended up, and in between, you did other things. You weren't always in the financial end of it. Well, my uh, one tour, which was probably my favorite of all, was not financial management. It was being an instructor at the uh, one of the Air Force's professional schools in... Uh, Is that the one in Alabama? In Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, that turned out to be about a four-year tour and um, was just great. And you had a chance to lead young younger Air Force officers through this program and get them, in, uh, say, more equipped for officership in a broad sense, rather than just being in a specialty, which most of them were. They were pilots or navigators or other specialty forms. So you trained them in speaking, writing? Well, yes. We would had uh, courses would be uh, giving speeches, writing speeches, writing papers, um, doing... Team ex- building? Team building. Well, team building, of course. That was a big part of it. That would be very important. Very important. That was one of the big main important things. We did quite a demanding athletic program that they competed in field sports and other uh, activities that built their physical strength. And uh, And you had one special person that joined that, the first... African-American, was that? Oh, yes. Uh, that was just, it happened in my case that I, I without going into all the background, um, that school had not historically uh, had African-American students. We had other students from all around the world, but uh, African-Americans hadn't come, and, and so we got uh, the first one to be assigned there for education was in my uh, class, 
14, 14 students in one small class and uh, just turned out to be great. And uh, I still stay in touch. Oh, yeah, that's so nice. Oh, that's that's a great story. That's he was really story, yeah. well qualified to be a leader. Oh, well qualified to be a leader. Uh, he just got a chance, you know, at, during that period of time. That was like in the 70s, the early, no, the late 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbie, you didn't go right away, though, with Gary. You had to wait a while before oh, you could join him the, uh, at the beginning. In the Philippines. In the Philippines. What well, was going that on? That was during Vietnam. And um, it was so built up. And one of the closest uh, R&Rs, the rest and recuperation, for troops who were uh, flying and serving in Vietnam came to Clark in the Philippines. And um, so Gary had to wait to have a house built. Now, a house was concrete blocks, concrete floor, <laughs> and no screens. Just uh, And our neighbors, we could almost reach out and touch the food on their table. No. They were, air, they were also Americans, <laughs> Air Force. And so the girls and I stayed in Kansas City, where we had been stationed before we went to, to the Philippines. You had the children at that time? Yes, okay. yes. So how long did you wait until it was I waited ready? 13 months. It's a long time. Yeah, it was a long, it's a very a long, long wait. Time. <laughs> I should say, for both of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Somewhere, Gary, there's a story about being a cyclist. I, and I think it came in earlier in your life, but yes. then it was repeated later. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> I think it started when we were at Maxwell Air Force Base, and I, used to, I found that I could get on a bicycle and ride to my job. And back mm. home, very close. And that's because we couldn't afford a second car. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we had Small a little, detail. A little problem with uh, getting the money <laughs> for a second car. Today. <laughs> um, so that got me into it. And then I met people there uh, who were very, one of them turned out to be a national cycle racer that happened to be assigned there. And so that just started this uh, long, long love and interest in bicycle riding. And um, really started in Germany. Say again. The, oh, yeah, with the oil oh. embargo when yeah. you were when you were in Germany. Yeah, Germany. when we were in um, Germany during that time, and they had the oil embargo, and in Germany there were no trucks or vehicles could not accept ambulances or something on the weekend on Sunday. Mm. So I met a man, a uh, German, uh, who wasn't fluent in English, I wasn't fluent in German, on the highway, and but we became very best friends and cycled over there. We got in a, in a racing club. We'd go out on the weekends and go on bicycle races. Not very, my category was never very fast, but it was That's a great okay. experience. <laughs> and, uh, How many uh, people were on the team when you went off bicycling? Oh, well, probably on our team we had about Maybe sixteen. Oh, really? This is just from a little town. Yeah, in, that's a, and these German. are all civilians. I mean, but it would a be lot to be interested in, yeah, in cycling. Oh, oh yeah, Germany but there would be yeah. maybe in my category fifty to sixty cyclists that would be competing in that category. I was never at the lead. <laughs> Do they have a great welcome back? We <laughs> all. Oh, from but, oh yes. I think I know what you're su suggesting. Well, there there races races up in um, the mountains here. Yes. And 
I well, know when they are rounding the curves and the bends, they have bells. You know, people are at their they their cow bells. bells and yes, <laughs> it's I, very I, exciting. Very exciting. I got through a friend here, got involved in Ride the Rockies. Yes. Oh, really? And I did that for a number of years. Oh, and uh, it was hard work getting ready Challenging. Uh, for it, but it was a great fun per- participating in it. Why it don't you start a cycling club here at Holly Creek? There's several hi- cyclists here. Well, I've heard that suggestion. I just, I'll see what, what kind of uh, interest there might be because there are a number of cyclists here, and that's taken a little focus of trying to identify whose bicycles are what and where. So we'll be all uh, well, involved. Well, maybe they're hearing us right now. They can contact you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Barbie, when you were um, with Gary wherever you found volunteer and some contracting jobs tell us what you were doing well you know when we came in it was really um sort of frowned upon that the wives would work because as they say in the military you get the two for one and so i was there to support (laughs) my husband as an officer wife and um well, that's not I such a bad idea to support your you husband. know maybe maybe some of the younger kids need to know that today yes, to I think keep so. these <laughs> marriages strong but um so i was involved in wives club um and they do a lot of volunteer and philanthropy work and, uh, and i said i never had a career i had jobs because we moved so often and yes i did have uh, i taught um I taught every place we went, and then I went back at one time and got my master's, and then I could teach at college as an instructor, not a professor, mm-hmm. and I taught at the University of Redlands. And you were teaching? Uh, English oh. as a second language. Okay. Really? And then when we went to Germany, I was hired by the Army, and they have a basic skills program for non-commissioned um, military, and it's basic reading and writing. And somebody else taught the math. I, oh, I never could teach the math. Stay in your expertise. And, uh, <laughs> so teaching for the army, uh, mm-hmm. the f- second time we were in Germany, probably as Gary said, he had a love of a, a particular job. I would say all of those years of teaching, it was teaching young, um, at that time, all men in the classes, uh, helping them bring their reading skills up. Like um, some were uh, southern minorities mm-hmm. and um didn't have the skill you know had left school early to help support families and so now they have they're married and have children and the children's reading and mm-hmm. is taking off and so it was a wonderful program that the army came up with to improve those skills so that when they took tests they could be promoted because you had a great hand in that but i know you felt rewarded because the progress was amazing yeah, it was, and that um, continues today. Well, not for me. Oh, the program, yes, the program, yes, I mean, yes. No. And then I taught when we came back to the states uh, for the army um, at Fort Myer, which is mm-hmm. where the old guard at Arlington has the um, infantry um, regiment. I think if somebody's in the army and listen to me, they're going to say, "Lady, you don't know what you're talking oh, about." Oh, but you do. <laughs> it's, a di- it's a different language than the Air Force. But I taught. Them, and they are the ones that pull the caissons and do all the things for funerals, including um, 
uh, unforgotten forgotten soldier at, at Arlington, the that mm-hmm. stays on duty twenty four seven the un- sixty five. The unknown. Unknown. Thank you. Unknown. Unknown, not unknown soldier. Unknown. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the guys I taught. And oh, then, and then they wear those shoes, <laughs> those special <laughs> shoes that, that make noise. Yeah. That clump, 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 clump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were so impressed with D.C. And uh, just describe it a little bit because so many of us go and hurry through things. But yeah. you saw it from yeah. a You're wonderful right. viewpoint. Well, we have said after our time in the Air Force of 32 years and living so many places with beautiful big cities, especially in Europe, that um, we can be so proud of our nation's capital. Sometimes the behavior there is not always (laughs) something (laughs) we want to be proud of, but um, it's beautiful and the Smithsonian, you know, there's so many places to go uh, that are free and um, that's where, you know, they're Local news is international news. So they talk about, after you've lived there for a while, about having Potomac fever. People just can't help themselves to get involved in some kind of conversation about politics. Or, you know. Oh, oh. Uh Oh, is right. (laughs) Especially nowadays. Yeah. (laughs) Well, after, Laurie, you retired, Gary. And you you didn't quit working, though. So what did you do? You know, I want to say that all of this military led you to being a general. And we sincerely thank you. Well, thank you. And Barbie, too, because you both were generals (laughs) in your ways, in your own ways and fashions. But thank you for all your service. It was an honor to serve both of us. Yeah. Uh, but tell us, what, what did you actually do when you retired? You just didn't sit still. No. Uh, some uh, wise guy told me before I retired, he says, Gary, whatever you do, don't retire to nothing. Uh, so I followed that guidance. <laughs> and uh, one of the most interesting things I did was I became a, on the board of Maria Drost Counseling Center here in Denver, still in place, still going strong, where we had opportunities to be of low-cost counseling to people in need. Uh, we did special support for children that were having trouble in school and uh, trained a lot of uh, young uh, people that were aspiring to be uh, psychotherapists. Now we, you say we, so that was the two of you. D- no, no Bobby, not the two of us. Bobby, you were just counseling a different field. The organization, field. yeah. No, no, that was Gary's. That, that was, was just scary. Me, yeah. Okay. And um, I was teaching at Aurora Community College then. Okay. Thank you. So, um, but that was a great, a great experience for me, both to learn and I had Barbie and I both have our master's degrees in, in counseling. Counseling. And so that allowed me to use it, um, other than, kind of off the cuff in the Air Force. And I'd also like you to, both of you, to speak a little bit about your faith. Uh, you faced so many changes in your lives and so many challenges, but you have mentioned uh, you could handle this primarily because of your beliefs. So talk about that. Yeah, it's okay. Um, we met as Methodists, married as Methodists, baptized our first child by Methodist minister who had baptized Gary when oh, he really? was a baby, <laughs> and uh, were friends of of Gary's parents, and um, 
joined a uh, young um, married young first married couples at the church and um, every place we went we got involved in the church and um, that's a very big part of who we are today of uh, where we've served as Stephen ministers both as deacons both as elders and um, I think that is what has grounded us. And it helped you uh, raise children <laughs> with all the changes in their lives that come through, too. It's not an easy thing to do. No. no and I, how, I, where do they live now, your girls? Well, one daughter is in um, Arlington, Virginia, with her husband. They have two children, both out of the home. And um, a daughter here who's a Cherry Creek teacher. Wonderful. And she has one daughter. Mm. Is there another child in the family? No. You have a great grand? Oh, (laughs) you said grand, but great grands? Yes. Two little boys, four (laughs) and two. Where do they live? Yeah, they're in Lubbock right now. Lubbock, um, Texas, yeah. In Lubbock, Texas, where their father's getting his PhD, and so they're just there temporarily. Do you have, uh, what would be the greatest challenge in your careers? Flexibility. Okay. We have a little saying that we say all the time is flexibility is the key to air power and much of life. And if you can't be flexible, you probably don't want to. How can you handle anything if you, you like it? Something that can't bend. Yeah, right. That's exactly. Right. And it's been such an honor. Well, Gary and Barb, um, thank you too for your service. That's quite an accomplishment to rise to a general for the day general and Barbie all you have done we didn't even mention your CSO and some of the things you kept giving back so thank you and I think on that note we'll let that be the closing of our wanderings for today thank you well, thank for you very us. much for having thank us so long